Welcome back to the Black Roses podcast, and today I have Rob Starr. How are you? Hey, I'm grand at the moment, yeah. And how are you, Kev? I'm great, I'm great. I'm looking forward to the interview. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just diving straight into it, you had an album come out a bit over a month ago, All Alone. It is a 12-track album. Yeah. How long did it take you to release that and write? Well, okay, so here's the thing. I make albums in, like, two different ways, basically. I either have it where I'm like, okay, I'll take two weeks out, and, like, for every day I'll make a song, and that's it. And I'll just try to get it done start to finish. For other albums, and I think this was the case with All Alone, I'll basically make a bunch of solo songs, and then somewhere around, like, at about five songs sitting on my desktop, I'll sort of be like, all right, I think I'll make this into an album. And then I'll start slowly working on the rest of the songs. So I had, like, some of the songs for All Alone just, like, sitting on my desktop for ages. Like, I think in my thoughts, I had made months ago. Um, it's just sort of sitting there. And All Alone, I had made a while back, and I'm like, okay, this should probably be, like, the opening song to an album, because it has that sort of energy. And I would say those are probably my two favorite songs on the album. I'd say my top three are probably Newtown... Uh, in my thoughts and all alone. Yeah, that's somewhat surprising because I think Newtown was the last song I made. It was either that. Oh no, the last song I made was Lawn, and then Newtown was before that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So it was sort of over a long period of time. Like I have other albums, like uh, I think one I did a while ago, um, Hate Myself. That one was made in like two weeks, and uh, I just sort of start to finish made that. Mm-hmm. And. Altogether, I feel like Dana is a very, very good album. I'd say it's definitely a top three album of the year for me, in my opinion. Jeez, that's high praise. <laughs> and not only just that, but a week ago, you released an EP, Sad Songs to Cry To. Yeah. That is a five-song EP, but you can only yes. get four on SoundCloud. Yeah, that's a bit of a pain. So basically, a story about why there's only four songs on SoundCloud is because one of the songs called Naive, uh, the producer's beat, for some reason, was, like, auto-tagged by SoundCloud's copyright detection. So it was Mm -hmm. like, you're using this beat. And I contacted the producer. He couldn't do anything about it. It was just auto-claimed, and he can't, like, release it. So if you want to listen, like, the full thing, listen on Spotify, because that's where, like, Naive, in my opinion, is the best song, like, on the the EP. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, that was fun to make. It was pretty different Mm -hmm. from my usual. When it comes to the autoclaim situation, that's just an issue that over time I feel like SoundCloud will be able to fix. But for right now, I think we kind of just have to deal with... I don't really know if you can fix it that easily. Because, like, surface level, it seems like, you know, it should just be able to detect it and go, okay, there's nothing wrong. But it's a lot more complicated than that. Like, I've had four or five copyright claims on my songs. So, my album, Hurt Me, has 12 tracks on it but three of them were taken down by copyright. And it wasn't samples. It wasn't like, you know, some large song that people have heard about, which, you know, was the copyright claimer. It's usually like some really small artist that makes like 10 songs and then ends their career and uploads them through like the worst distributor that just auto copyrights like everything that they make when they don't have the rights to copyright it, like the full thing. So like, you know, getting around that and making sure that they don't have those sort of access to those tools, you know, how, do you, how are you going to police that? Yeah, that's true. I think that 
the system could have been created a lot better, honestly. But that's just another situation that we kind of really can't fix because, as you said, it's a really, really hard thing to fix. Yeah. It's an auto situation. But in terms of your numbers, you have a song that probably pretty recently got to 75K, which is crazy. You released it <laughs> 10 months ago. One more yeah. kiss. That was weird, dude. So I sort of like to talk about a couple different things about that and how like promoting sounds picked up on it. So a couple days before One More Kiss got promoted, uh, my friend Frostbite, great dude, check out his music. Anyway, Frostbite was basically telling me that he had promoting sounds like in his listeners, like he checked his most recent listeners and they were there. So he was like, guys, people are listening to my stuff. And I think they might have found me through him. So it was sort of weird at first, like, oh my god, they listen to Frostbite. And then, like, a couple days later, the song that I had most recently uploaded, One More Kiss, which has been out for, like, ten days at that point, all of a sudden it shows up on Promoting Sounds. And I literally, I'm not joking when I say this, a lot of people, you know, are a bit suspicious, but, like, I had no idea that was going to happen. I was sitting on my desktop, and I get a notification from uh, a dude, Opal Beats. He was great, I think he's changed his name recently. But... Anyway, he sends me a notification. He's like, congrats, dude. You know, how'd you do it? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, dude, you, your song. It's promoting sounds. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, just, no, no, no. That's not right. <laughs> it was insane. And then all of a sudden, like, all my mentions just start blowing up. Like, I'm getting likes on all my posts. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And yeah, he sends me a link, and it is actually, like, up there. That's crazy. It was mad. And the only time that I've ever talked to Promoting Sounds, and I'm not joking when I say this, is like, it was in the comment section, and I'm like, thanks for uploading the video, and he responded with like a heart emoji, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's the only time we've ever had like direct talk. It was just, you know, weird, but it was insane. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. In terms of just promotion-wise, there's a lot of great platforms on YouTube and other social medias for promoting music and there's obviously there's Bateki, there's Static and there's Promoting Sounds there's Bootleg Boy if you end up basically getting on one of those without kind of almost paying your way into it, if you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's very very impressive and I respect the fact that you were able to do that a lot yeah, that's the thing that like surprised me the most, because with most of these promotion channels, I, you know like the large proportion are paid again in which makes sense it is technically a business for them and they need to make their money on it if it doesn't do well mm-hmm. but like the thing that surprised me the most was like you know again no contact with that dude and he chose me out of everyone that he had listened to that's what surprises me when it comes to music who'd you say your biggest inspiration is i take my inspiration from a lot of different angles like i always try and change up with the music that i'm doing obviously released a lo-fi ep recently and so my inspirations are sort of all over, sort of like SoundCloudscape. Like, obviously, you have Garden, who everyone says I sound like, which they're not wrong, but still. Uh, <laughs> he's a uh, large inspiration, love his stuff. Uh, Ninetales, listen to him all the time. Uh, sewer Person, it's all right, listen to him every now and then. Um, and then I would say sort of like, with the lo-fi stuff, with the lo-fi EP, I'd say, like, Paufu, Sadboy, Prolific, because I used to make a lot more lo-fi stuff. That was, like, what I started out with. And so, at the start, Paufu and Sadboy, Prolific were my main inspirations. 
and I would listen to them all the time. And then as I sort of got better at mixing, I sort of changed my inspirations to sort of more complex stuff, Nine Tails and Garden and like changing up how I mix stuff. So I'll try and like pull from anything that like I enjoy and that I would want to make. Because some songs you go like, oh, it sounds great. And then it's just not as fun to make. But um, like Lo-Fi was good to start out with because it was so simple. And it was enjoyable to make. It wasn't like overly complex. And then as I get better with mixing, start taking from different areas that require like high levels of skill to make it. Mm-hmm. You know, high level of yeah. well, specifically like mixing skill. I'd say a big reason why I'm in the promoting situation is because of Nine Tails and Garden and mm. Superson obviously being Nine Tails. When it comes to the Nine Tails sewer person thing, I think you've basically already said this, but who did you like more as the style of music on when he was Nine Tails or Sewer Person? I mean, like. I'm going to say, like, Ninetales, but it's kind of weird for me, because, like, unlike a lot of Ninetales fans, I don't know if it's, like, just me, but unlike a lot of Ninetales fans, it's that I like a lot of Ninetales' later stuff. Like, the mm-hmm. album that he released right before he quit Ninetales, half the mm-hmm. album was terrible, being fully honest. The other half of the album was amazing. And I still listen to, like, all the, like, half the tracks off the album still, and I love it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of his later stuff that felt closer to Sewer Person is what I like the most, but I don't like Sewer Person as much. And I think it's because a lot of the autotune on his voice, I just don't like. I never really have liked mm-hmm. it that much. And I think it disguises a lot of like his natural ability in his yeah. singing and stuff. So I prefer sure. his sort of later Ninetales stuff where it gets closer to those type of flows, but it doesn't have that heavy autotune and a lot of the weird different effects that he'll throw in his voice as Sewer Person. It's sort of a nice blend of the two. I 100% agree. I think that a lot of his albums were kind of a hit or miss. Yeah. Either it was insane or it was like half good, half bad situation. Mm -hmm. I felt like that's kind of how it was for the album Safe or the EP Safe. Like floating away and other songs on that EP, I feel like, were amazing. But the rest of the album was just not that good. Like, I'll say, like, a couple of songs in EP, uh, Leaves, and as well as My Time, which I love. I love that song, and it's one of my favorite Ninetales songs. It's so yeah. good. And then, you know, it's just inconsistent, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, very, like, very inconsistent. The songs overall are great. And that's mm-hmm. something, you know, sort of, like, bringing it back a bit, like, making an album that's consistently good is harder than you would think. Because it's, it's easy to make a bunch of, you know, good enough songs in it. But then putting them in an album changes the context in which you listen. Because, like, a song that you listen in between two amazing songs can sound worse, or two songs that have completely different vibes, you'll feel like this is not as good, this is sort of all over the place. So, finding a way to, like... Because if you take ten random songs, throw it into an album, it won't have the same effect as an album. Agree. 100%. Like, with All Alone, I sort of, like, tried to change, uh, like, the tone of the songs, sort of, as the album went along. Mm-hmm. and uh hopefully i did that pretty well but yeah that took a while like figuring that out because i had like again those sort of like couple songs on my desktop and i'm like okay now time to like make songs for in between those songs and not just other songs like them yeah and back to safe um 
I just yeah. pulled it up. There's a bunch of songs that I couldn't remember on it, like Ready Set Go, which is very good. Satellites, oh, yeah. Floating Away, Leaves, yeah. Better Days. But then again, there's songs that I didn't like, like Leroy, Lot of Guns, My Time. Brain Machine Broke. Brain oh, Machine my Broke. So good. My Time is so good, dude. <laughs> In my opinion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I just feel like a lot of his albums were hit or miss, and I would 100% yeah. understand what you're coming from. Because, like, I haven't listened to too much of Sewer Person's recent stuff. I've listened to some of his older stuff. I sort of stopped after a bit. Because mm-hmm. all his albums sort of felt very samey. I don't know if that's yeah. just me, but, like, I it felt like a... That nearly a slog to get through like i would always just be like okay what's the two top songs in the album I'll listen to them and just move on one of his more recent albums he drops a lot of albums like a lot i like, heard he, that yeah. yeah but swamp he completely just did a different it was so different to his normal stuff and i highly recommend you listen to that album a lot of his more recent mm. stuff is very similar but swamp I, nobody expected it. It's more of a, like, he sings almost a lot more. Now, instead of, like, mm. where he kind of just sings and almost raps and flows, mm-hmm. like, normal Ninetales, this is, he kind of shows off his voice. And as you said, if he shows off his voice in a sense where he's not using too much autotune, I feel like that's what he did. And I think... Yeah. At least eight out of the ten songs in the album were very, very good, and I highly recommend you checking that out. But mm-hmm. back to you, what would you say your favorite song to record would be? Favorite song to record? Hmm. There's been a lot of ones where like it's not been what I expected because like some of my favorite stuff to record is features that I do. I love doing features um, with like a great beat behind it. It can be so much fun to like work off of what somebody else has done and like build upon it. So, for me, I'd say it'd be like a lot of my features are some of my favorite stuff. But then, if it were to come to like my own songs, I'd say probably like a lot more like louder, sort of like scream vocal ones because I try and like keep scream vocals sort of in the background. But like Blackout on the Tarmac, that was fun to make. It really mm-hmm. was. And, um,. Mm-hmm. It was great to get Scum on that as well. And yeah. you recently did a feature with Dead by 22. Yeah. Uh, Never Want to See You Again. And mm-hmm. you also did one of my favorite songs of the year, honestly, was with Gray Fox, 9 to 5. I love that song. Oh, yeah. And Darth Rose, Dublin Bay. Oh, yeah. Okay, so two different things about that. First off, Gray Fox, 9 to 5. That song was released ages ago. Like, it was. ages ago. And then it finally got re-uploaded to his throwaway account. I don't know how long ago it was made, but, like, that song was gone off of SoundCloud for, like, a good couple months. Yeah, and, I um, basically had, I had Grey, basically. I'm, like, I was begging him, like, re-upload this. People will love <laughs> it. I love it, and it's a banger. I think it was probably uploaded in 2019, honestly. Yeah. So I sure definitely exactly. understand where you're coming from. I but, loved my part on it. That was fun to make as well. Another one. Because I love Grey Fox. Like, oh, <laughs> his stuff is great. Yeah, getting um, him on the song Pills was great as well. Yeah, he's probably going to watch this. So he's probably going <laughs> to, like, fucking hate me for saying this. But you absolutely out 
played him on that song. One hundred percent on Nine Five. Uh, okay. Your feature was amazing. Basically, like you took control. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I let me try and um, I'll try and see when like I made that song from because again it was a good while ago, but like I think like no matter how well I did in that, I think he pretty much destroyed me on pills, so it's all good. It's, it's basically even now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I made that song. Yeah, that was last year. That was nearly a year ago. It was. Is that over a year ago? No, just under. Yeah, it was about 11 months ago. Uh, it was uh, the 14th of October. That's when I sent him my part. So it was probably uploaded a couple days after. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the fact that there's so many artists in the scene now that are trying to make it into a specific genre, what advice yeah. would you have to kind of a more younger artist like yourself? For younger artists, I would say that working with like as many people as you can is going to help you way more than you'd ever imagine. Because, you know, a lot of people say, like, get out of your comfort zone and try new stuff. And that's easy to do on paper. But if you keep, like, doing it yourself and forcing yourself to do it, it's harder than you think. Because you're constantly like, okay, I'll just do, like, this artist or this artist, and you'll start flipping back and forth between them. Doing features with people is going to put you in places you didn't expect. And it's going to really test the skills that you have. And as well as that, you're also going to be, not in like a bad way, but semi-comparing yourself to the artist that's already on the song. So you're going to be looking at what they're doing, how they do it, and then sort of like, okay, how can I make this my own and build upon it? And that's a skill that is very important in not only being good for features, but also good for your own music. When you can listen to a beat and be like, I know I'm going to put on this. And I have my mixing set for this because I know exactly what I'm going to do on it because I've worked on this sort of style before with this artist or that artist. So I'd say work with smaller artists who are around your follower size. Even if you don't think like they're the best artists or whatever, still try and work with them because you may learn a couple of things by working with them and finding their style of song, their writing, their flows. You can learn a lot from working with people who you didn't really expect before. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely understand why you said that because you have a very good friend Young Shadow, mm. he's helped oh, dude, yes. with <laughs> a lot of your art, and mm. you seem to talk to him a lot, and he seems like a great friend. He yeah. is, but, but yeah, less than half of your following, but that doesn't matter. He's extremely talented, yeah. and he shows that when you jump on a track, or he jumps on one of your tracks, which he did on All Alone, the album, mm-hmm. he was on one of your songs. So it's very, very almost... It's a great thing to see, I'd say, on the smaller artists that have as much talent as Young Shadow. Yeah. To be able to almost keep up and show that numbers and following does not matter. You know, you can be, yeah, yeah. you can have 20,000 less followers than somebody, yet you can do better on a track than them. So it all matters on the recognition, which you are allowing to have them be being shown basically through music which i think is a very very good thing honestly so like another example of that is that krizzy worked with a dude called selfish machine and krizzy showed me the feature they did for me he's like it's all right you know i don't know what i think of it too much but like what do you think and i listened to it and i'm like this is different this is not what i would normally hear this isn't like a bad artist i'm like oh okay this just sounds the same this guy has a distinct style and i honestly liked it 
So even though the dude had like 70 followers on SoundCloud, I hit him up and I'm like, dude, do you want to hop on a track? And so I got him on a track called Your Echo, produced by KNKR, and he absolutely killed his part. And it's, again, not what you'd expect. It's not like a lot of what I've heard before. It's different. And he's been going for a good while as well. He has a bunch of features with some people who uh, he's worked with, uh, Swain and Vampert before as well. Mm-hmm. Swain, I love Swain. He's great. Yeah. But uh, even still, he only has a small amount of followers, and he's great. So check out Self Machine, because uh, as he keeps putting out tracks, I think he's going to be able to hone down his skills a lot better. When it comes to your music, how would you explain or almost say your music impacts others? That's uh, that's weird. Like, that's a difficult one, because... Like, you know, I'll release a new song and people will be like, oh, I like it or whatever. And then every now and then I might get a message from a fan being like, hey, listen, I love your music. It means a lot to me. And it's difficult to be able to respond to that easily, you know, mm-hmm. because you sort of like once you answered the first couple times, you sort of go, OK, this is happening a lot more than I would expect. Um, you know, and you're like, I don't want to sound generic. I don't want to respond with the same thing. So I usually just try and talk to him for like long enough time to show that like you know i do actually care a lot about it and i've had weird experiences in the past so like my best friend at the moment his cousin uh, i hadn't seen him in a couple months and um this was after i released one more kiss but also after i released my call me ep and uh, i met up with him in town and as soon as i met him he was like oh dude rob how you doing and he's like dude listen that song let me die dude that got me through some tough times like that's like how do i react to that you know it was an insane yeah. moment, and uh, it put a lot of things in perspective. They're like, okay, like not only do people like messaging me care, but also people who I've known for like, you know, a couple of years. It's impacting them as well, and that was yeah. It's it's difficult to respond to a lot of that. Speaking of which, I'm gonna suck you off a little bit here, but <laughs> um, go ahead. You have one of I'd say the most unique and best voices i'd say when it comes to the scene oh, and the fact that people try to compare you to garden i don't see it some people do some people don't but i i generally would say that you have more of a unique voice to the point where i'd say it's almost uncomparable to somebody else and i respect that the, you're almost so confident and almost humble when it comes to making your music because that generally shows that you really, really care about music. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's what I've been working towards for a long while. And, like, with the garden thing, like, obviously, there was a short bit, like, after I made lo-fi stuff for, like, I think it was about a month where I'm like, let me try and make some stuff like garden. And it sounded a lot like garden. I will admit that. And then I'm just like, it wasn't even that good. It was just sounded like him. I put it, I posted it like an mp3 of a song that I made into like a discord and I'm like what do you guys think and they literally thought I just leaked a garden song that's not a joke uh and like I get it to an extent but especially recently I don't enjoy making stuff with that type of style as much anymore because I think my voice has a lot more range in the way that I can do a lot of screaming I can do a lot of like lower sort of singing and I can blend the two together to make it a different sound than what, mm-hmm. you know, you'd expect from, like, a garden-type voice. And as well as his voice is a lot more raspy. It's a lot more um, 
guttural is that the word i'm looking for mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah so it's it's a bit of a different sound and um yeah especially the way that like i make my music and how i mix my voice and the instrumentals that i choose i usually try and like a sound a lot more different than a lot of other people that I work with by layering a lot of lower and especially higher um like tone vocals because I think I have a well enough control of like my higher range of vocals that I can mm-hmm. use it pretty often on my music and I think that yeah. gives it a bit of a different sound like when I first heard you I honestly thought that you were probably in your 20s based on how deep of a singing voice you have oh, and <clears throat> when I heard you're like a teenager I'm like wait what if you want to check out Rob Star, I highly recommend it. I will put his link down below. You can check him out on pretty much all streaming platforms. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. No problem. Yeah, it was great being here.